Are we going to go out and have fun irregardless? Yes, we it's are. Happening. Irregardless, we are going out Come and having fun. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay. You can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay, then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And I am your host, Mark Scalia. And we have made it. (laughs) Now I can die happy. But before I get into all that, let me explain what's going on. Uh, You are, of course, listening to the show one of three ways. The first way you're listening through my website, markscalia.com. And if you want to be part of the chat, all you have to do is click the speaker that you're listening to, and that will send you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. And then you sign on using a Facebook address, and then you can be part of the chat. And we've got a bunch of people very excited tonight. They're all anticipating the big show. (laughs) Then they're going to be disappointed. And the third way you can listen to the show is if you can't listen live because we broadcast live. But afterwards, I take the show and I edit it down for some time. And then I upload it to iTunes so it becomes a podcast. So you can listen to it on your iPod or your phone. And you can listen through a variation of sites and things like that. But we do do it live. And I start every show by bringing you up to speed about what's going going on with the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the when? It's now. We're it now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? No. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And it is the happening now monologue. And what is happening now, you may ask? The name of the show is, it's called Radio Irregardless's Centennialith. <laughs> Which, it's not a real fucking word. (laughs) Neither is it regardless, but who cares? And this is the 100th episode live. And all the shows have been live since the inception, only two and a half short years ago. And I have not done it every week like I wanted to. Originally started out every other week. And I originally started with two guests and the show went about an hour and a half, an hour and 40. And through the evolution of the show, it's actually gotten better and tighter. Now the show is a tight one hour, about an hour and five minutes. And it's tighter and I play games and it's easier and funner and more funner. Is it funner? I don't know if it's funner. It's more fun. (laughs) So it's more fun. And I've been loving it. And it's the hundredth episode. Yes. It's the hundredth episode. You may be wondering what you've been wasting time for for a hundred episodes. You've been wasting your time with Radio Irregardless. Oh, it's so fun. And people 
People say, oh, that's beautiful music. What is it? And I go, it's broke. <laughs> it's broke. Anyway, it is. Uh, it's it's good to be. It's good to be on. And thank you guys so much. I got a couple people thanking. This was actually from Paul Kravitz, one of my best friends, and uh, he left a message. This is his message. Holy crap! One hundred shows. Why in dog years that would be about here the four. I don't know how many shows that would be, but that'd be a lot of shows. It would be a lot of shows. Mark, congratulations on 100, and I hope you have another 100 more. Maybe 200. I don't know, maybe 300. <laughs> I don't know how many more you're going to have, but damn it, you're going to have a lot more. So congratulations, buddy, and uh hope you have a great 101 show. <laughs> at least, at least <laughs> right, one of one. Thank you. Bye. That was very nice of Paul to say that. And also, I looked it up today, how many shows have had 100 episodes. And I was going to do a best of. And I thought, I'm not sitting through almost 200 hours of fucking audio to find a minute of funny stuff. <laughs> Maybe there's more than that in there. But certainly, I can say this. I'll give you some stats. In the 100 episodes I've done, the 100 shows that I've done for radio regardless, I've had over 100 comics and entertainers. I've had directors, actors, musicians. I've played over 300 different sound bites of games. It's probably closer to 350. I have written 15 commercials <laughs> and I've not made a dime. <laughs> I'm just as broke as when I started. So that's the whole thing. And also, uh, Kim Santa, who's been a loyal listener of the show for a long time, she left me a very nice message as well. Hey, Mark. This is Kim Santo. I'm just calling to wish you a happy 100th live show. And if memory serves me right, I think I was one of your first non-comedian, non-Hollywood yes, you know, that's, business that's true. guests on your show. That I is was true. a couple of years ago, and Karen was on the show. And it was a lot of fun. And I just wanted to say thanks for having me on. And more importantly, thank you for doing what you do and doing the show every week. Um, you know, with the way the world is, there's some days where it's, it's harder to find something to laugh about. But I always find myself laughing when I tune into your show. I'm always cracking up, laughing my ass off. And I have a lot of fun playing the games, interacting with everybody else. So thank you for doing what you do. And I hope you have a 100 more shows and beyond. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. So uh, happy 100th. Cheers. Bye-bye. And that was Kim Santa. How nice I got all those nice messages. There's a few more, but I've got to move the show along. But there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I know I talked about it last week. I was under the weather last week. I was a little sickly. And the weather is fucking nightmarish. It's insane. And the only analogy I can give for people who don't live here, and you're listening across the country, which I hope you are, the only analogy I can give about the Boston area weather is it's acting like a pregnant 17-year-old boy. That's the best analogy I can give because it was minus 10 degrees not even a week ago, and then it's 50 degrees the next fucking day, and then it rained down to 40 with ice and slush, and today, gorgeous. Fuck me with this goddamn weather. It's fucking unbelievable. It's just it's the weirdest thing. So I know you're not from here, but it's... You know, it's New England. We got to deal with it. I did play, uh, I, I did see the movie Deadpool over the weekend. Oh, my God. 
how fucking if you haven't seen the movie amazing movie it's so fun just a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff a lot of inside jokes to a lot of the whole marvel and fox and oh it's just it's so fun and ryan reynolds he's just it's brilliant in it it was so good uh what uh, my brother says the weather outside is mad libs it is <laughs> And yes, Paul, I miss the Friday movies, too. And the last thing I want to do before I play a quick game with you guys is what I've learned from radio regardless. And here's where I'm going to slow it down a little bit. There's a little slow jam. <laughs> I have learned so much by producing this show, by writing the show, by having guests on the show. I've learned about sound and editing and things like that. And not just that. I've learned how to stay busy and stay up and always be looking forward to Wednesday nights. It's no, I'm not playing the more you know bed music. <laughs> so, the stuff I've learned from radio, regardless, is to, uh, you know, not just the technical aspect and, and the writing and the, the producing and all that, but it's the interactive stuff. It's the fun stuff I've done. I know it's supposed to be jokey and all that stuff, and we've had a ton of fun. And I cannot thank anybody more than the listeners of the show. Now, whether you're listening through the podcast form or you're listening live, either way, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And I really, really mean that. And hopefully we can go another 100 episodes, minimum. But real quick, before we get to our guest, I want to play a quick game with you, the listening audience. I want to play Foreign Offensive. Can you Americans speak any other language than English? Now, I was going to play a different game or I was going to play some stuff or collaboration and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, let's just let's just go like we're going. And there's no big twist plots because I've looked in 100 episodes like there's a birth or death or an evil twin. There's <laughs> all kinds of shit happening. But not tonight. Tonight, it's just about the fun. So we're going to play foreign offensive with my listening audience. And this is a game where I play a soundbite and you have to guess the accent that I'm playing. Now, you guys are all competing against each other. So this is the 100th episode challenge. Ooh. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, see if you can guess the accent. Fancy meeting you here. Yeah. Fancy. You look great. As beautiful as the day we first met. I don't know what you're up to, but I'm working. Oh, working? Me too. And what I do is I hunt down criminals, uh, idiots who jump bail, specifically. That was uh, the movie The Bounty Hunter with Gerard Butler. Now, normally Gerard Butler is Scottish, but he's attempting to do a different dialect here. And I even hinted a little bit more. It's a dialect he's doing. He's playing a certain cop from a certain city. So any guesses? No, New Jersey, close. Paul almost gets it right. It's close. It's not New Jersey. Chris says New York City. Would that be right? Uh, See, si, uh, Greto. Chris got it right. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. This one's a little trickier. I was uh, thinking if s- something happens to me someday. Hey, Leon, nothing's going to happen to you. You're indestructible. Bullets slide off you. You played with them. Tony, I thought about my money. You remember the <laughs> the girl who came here the other day? So that was a Jean Renault, who's normally French. It was Italian. 
million. Oh, my God. Chris is killing it. It's Jean Renault, the professional. Uh, see, uh, Gretto. Chris is killing it. Usually Kim Santo is like burying it, but that's two for two. Here's the last one. This one's this one's the funniest. Left it for last. Como están, bitches? <laughs> Tonight's top story. The sewers run red with burgundy's blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Como están, bitches? <laughs> Chris got, oh my God, Chris with the hat trick. Uh, see, uh, Gretto. He said Spanish, that fucking hat trick. My brother must have a T1 connection. Unfucking believable. Chris, you have won a sweep, sweep for foreign offensive for the 100th episode. And we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk to our very, very funny comedian and uh, he was very happy about being uh, part of the 100th show Danny Rathbun will be joining us one of the very fabulous comics for the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival you are listening to Radio Irregardless we'll be right back just trolling through the internet and all of a sudden this leaf pops up turns out it's my cousin found out all the things she likes and where she lives it was actually really cool and that's when i discovered incestry.com visit incestry.com and discover the world's largest online resource you don't have to know what you're looking for you just have to start looking This is Paul Landwehr. Check out Radio Irregardless, hosted by the hilarious Mark Scalia, every night at 8.30. Uh, it's not every night, though. I messed up. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via Skype, the very funny Danny Rathbun, everybody. How's it going, Mark? Yeah, it's good. We're at the big guns for episode 100. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling 100. That's what it is. I'm feeling 100. I'm fe- originally, uh, originally, Mark was going to have uh, Louis C.K. on the program. Then he dropped out at the last <laughs> second, so he uh, so got me instead. I'd rather have you. Anyway, this is Danny Rathbone, everybody. Very funny comic, and I met him through the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival, where he submitted, and he's out of Brooklyn, New York, correct? That's right. He's out of Brooklyn, New York, and you can actually free stock him. I'm going to give you his information right now. I'm going to take it, put it up in the chat. Oh, there we go. Come on. There we go. And paste. Boom. Danny Ruthman. You can find him or free stock him as you like through Twitter. What is this? Why is this not work? My message could not be sent. Why can I not be sent? That sucks. All right. I guess I got <laughs> This is why no one else does it live. <laughs> <laughs> you know something, Danny, I've been doing the show for a hundred episodes and I have yet, yet to have a fucking one hundred percent fucking perfect show without sound glitches or without tech problems. It just it just it ain't gonna work. Anyway, I'm just gonna tell it to everybody. You can actually free stock him. He's at Danny Rathbun. That's at D A N N Y Rathbun R A T H B U N. 
on Twitter at Danny Rathman. And if you uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, go right ahead because you can do that. But the other thing you can do is you can find him on Facebook. He's at Danny Rathbun comedian. Yeah, is that is that right? That's it. That's it. So Danny, uh, you let me just say this, and I, I know this. I've had a bunch of comics on from from the fest. You did an amazing job and you just you fucking killed it man that friday night was oh, like thank you i mean all the shows are fun but that friday night that was the show you jess miller and pete wallenek were on and i've had mm -hmm. them on the show and they were like oh my god that was like the best show and i go you realize there was only 40 people there it was just that was a really good show, wasn't it? And you and, was just, and you actually taped, and we're going to be listening to that a little later. You had some good, really good tape out of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pete, uh, Pete taped it for me. He did a fantastic job, and I mean, the audience just could not have been better that night. And you drove up for New York for that. I did. And how long have you been in Brooklyn? Uh, I've been in Brooklyn about a year now. I've been in New York for about a year and a half. I was living in uh, Washington Heights for about six months, and I moved to. Brooklyn about a year ago. What part of Brooklyn are you in? Bedstein. Bedstein. See, my wife when I met her, she lives in Park Slope, and I was like, oh, oh, fucking, oh, oh, oh. Ritzy. Right? I know. <laughs> rent control. <laughs> it was rent control that she stayed there, and it was a you know fourth floor walk up, and I was like, this is great. Except in the summer, I was like, fuck. <laughs> How okay. long have you been doing stand up, Daddy? Uh, just under just under five years. It's gonna be five years in in uh, March. Oh my god! And you didn't start in New York then, right? No, no, no. I started in Virginia. Oh, yeah, and you and, went. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I did a little research about you, and you went to you went to college in Virginia, correct? Uh huh. At, yeah. Uh, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. And what did you take there? I I majored in journalism. <laughs> I uh, I majored in print journalism in 2011. Really? So I just yeah. And it, I I got the Titanic hit the iceberg, and I said, now now is the time <laughs> to buy a ticket. <laughs> So it was. So print is dead. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I've read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in high school, and I said that's 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 for me. That's what I want to do. <laughs> fucking then I, I majored, and I found oh, that's that has nothing to do with what journalism is like. No. <laughs> the only thing I know from Fear, I watched. I think I watched some of it when he just goes. He get Johnny Depp's got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he goes fucking bats these fucking bats are everywhere <laughs> yeah 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 so what Turns made that you... journalism isn't all about just taking huge amounts of acid and not reporting <laughs> on the story you're paid to report no, on so you, so you started doing comedy which is about taking large amounts of acid <laughs> so when you were in that when yeah. you're virginia where did what clubs did you perform in virginia uh not many there's uh there's not many clubs <laughs> in virginia uh, I mostly did kind of kind of alt rooms and kind of one nighter things. Uh, I did uh, McGooby's Joke House in Baltimore sometimes. Uh, <laughs> there's just there's so few clubs. The Improv is in uh, there's an Improv in DC, but they they got, like right after I left, they started really betting a lot of locals in there. So I never made it in there. Uh, well, Richmond, um, like Richmond, how far away from you, Richmond? Because that's a major city. Uh, well, I was in Richmond when I started, then I moved up to, to Fairfax, like right outside DC. Richmond doesn't have much. Richmond's got, it's got the funny bone. Um, I, I've been there. I've done the funny bone in Richmond. Um, then there's kind of a lot of weird alternative yeah. clubs. There's a lot of, uh, <laughs> like house spaces, like 
that uh, they do like punk shows and stuff. And sometimes so I could convince them to do a comedy night, uh, a lot of bars, things like that. My wife is chatting. Uh, apparently, either my wife interviewed. Uh, she, my wife's one of these. I don't want to say she's an internet troll, but she finds out a lot of shit <laughs> in the internet. Like uh, I just. I mean, for me, it's like Facebook, cat videos, and porn. <laughs> Not even in that order. But my wife can find out anything. She said he's a young Mo Rocca, who in Wikipedia <laughs> says an American humorist, journalist, and actor. Can we call Danny an American humorist? Can we call you an American? I'll humorist? take it. You'll take it. I'll take it. So American okay. humorist? No, no, no. That See, makes I don't you sound really smart. Yeah, but humorist. Right. Here's the thing about humorist. Humorists don't have to be funny. Take some of the pressure off. Uh, see, I don't. I don't like the word humorist. So no, I'm not going to call Danny American humorist because because he <laughs> so was fucking your, funny. Is your wife implying I'm not funny? Is that, is that what, what I I should be taking from this? I don't know. You're the print guy. She's read it. <laughs> she just read it in print. I don't fucking know. Humor sounds classy to me. It sounds like Mark Twain or something or uh, David Sedaris. Who? <laughs> I went to vocational school, Danny. I, went, okay. I never went to college. Listen to this. I'm drinking Bud Light out of a can mm. wrapped in a koozie that says Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah, you're no you're no humorist there. I'm no humorist. Well, no, what, what, is, <laughs> what is she goes? Uh, that's funny. Hello, he is funny, and he is funny. He is a funny American humorist. Sedaris oh, rocks. Thank you. Who's Sedaris? Oh, Sedaris is great. Oh, he's uh, he's a humorous writer. He does a lot of like a lot of NPR stuff. Oh, no wonder I haven't heard. Of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I you know what I do? I listen to NPR. And I get ideas for mm. jokes. That's so fucking. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel meets. Did you ever watch? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of books that are really good. And then, um, uh, have you ever heard of Amy Sedaris? Did you watch uh, Strangers of the Candy? Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's his sister. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm only Sedaris. I know is Jason Sedaris. That's Sedaris. This is Sedaris. That's why I don't fucking yeah. <laughs> say I don't read well. <laughs> not only do I not write well, I don't read well. <laughs> and my wife yeah. said, I'm giving my copy to Mark to read tonight. No, no. Unless it's an audio book and I can listen to it on the way to a gig. I'm not fucking doing it. But I don't know why we're talking about shit I don't know. When we should talk about shit you right, do know. Right. So when you you have the, you have some really funny, really funny stuff and stuff that oh, thank you, you. that stuff that everybody thinks about but nobody's actually said. And then you say it in such this amazing way. And the reason I brought you on is you did a joke about um, Clue. I think it was. Uh huh. And I didn't know if you knew this, but Clue was a Parker Brothers game, and Parker Brothers was in Salem originally. All the games like Monopoly and the Ouija board and all that, that was in Salem. Where, like now yeah, it's, I didn't know that. Yeah, now it's condos and shit like that where, where it used to be. There's condos there. But in, in, And I told this to everybody. I said, I knew if I wanted somebody in the festival like 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds into the act, and you were one of these guys that I saw one little tiny clip, and I was like, he's the guy. He's the guy, and then you you did not you did not disappoint. And the only thing I was like, oh shit, he's got to drive up from New York, and I hope he wants to do it. And I was like, let me just let me just say yes to him, and then hopefully he'll say yes back. And it was just, uh, but you you it was so fun, and it's been great meeting you, man. Well, and you. Uh, and I, how are things going in New York now? Yeah. What clubs do you play in New York now? Uh, things are, are good in New York. I do uh, Eastville 
Eastville Comedy Club a lot. I have a monthly show there. Uh, I do Broadway sometimes, a uh, comic strip every once in a while. Um, experiment Comedy Gallery, um, Alligator Lounge. All over. Just perform all over any place. Is any the, place uh, I can get stage time. I go. Is, uh, what's the one that does twice uh, twice a year auditions? Is that Comic Strip? Uh, I think Comic Strip. They, they maybe they did twice a year once upon a time. I think they just did do one. They do year one now. now. Oh yeah, okay. Because yeah, they did do. I, I actually yeah, I actually had an audition at the Comic Strip the other night. I got the weirdest. I didn't get passed. I got the weirdest feedback from the guy though. He just said, uh, uh, "You're really funny." Uh, you're really intelligent and really clever, and I don't think you're right for this club. <laughs> it's like, wait, is you, is, what is what is that saying about your club then? Yeah, I know. You're too funny for this fucking place. Why don't you, why don't you fuck off? It's so fucking. We funny. don't we don't like intelligent, clever, funny stuff here at this club. Well, you know what's weird about that club? I did that club i did the audition for the club years ago probably 15 years ago and mm. the host went you know you're funny but you don't get enough laughs and i was like what are you talking about they go you got to get a laugh like every seven seconds and i went what you got to get a laugh every seven seconds i go no maybe in new york you got to get a laugh every seven seconds <laughs> but if there's a seven set seconds is yeah, it, that's what she was, and I was like, it was a, it was a woman who was like the manager and stuff like that. And I found out she was doing comedy like three years, and at the time was I was this? doing, I don't even remember her name, and I was doing, okay. and I was doing comedy for shit at the time almost fifteen years, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously, are you kidding? <laughs> if this is the woman, I think you're, uh, who I think it is. She's she's got a lot of ridiculous advice and a lot of just bizarre ideas and uh she always gives feedback after everyone said and it's always like just the most useless feedback <laughs> she used to tell me just uh uh okay uh really good set but uh next time just have more uh more attitude like okay what, what does that what does that even mean what do i do yeah. with this okay more attitude okay check <laughs> fuck you there you go there's your yeah. attitude <laughs> Uh, so it sounds like you're doing really well in New York. And do you travel? I know that you came up to Boston, but do you uh, do you go anywhere else besides uh, New York? I do a little bit. Uh, my my girlfriend's still living in uh, in Virginia, so I go down there a lot. And when I'm when I'm there, I try and hit some uh, some stuff in Virginia and DC and uh, Maryland. Wow, you got a wow long distance relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, is that working out? Because <laughs> I'll tell you when I when I met my wife in New York, I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> Being single in New York, and you're twenty. What? You're in your twenties. Fuck. What? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it it makes things hard, but it's uh, it's always good. Been, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it does. It made things hard for me too. <laughs> She's moving up here soon, though. The, the long oh. distance part is almost over. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot of hot fucking chicks in New. At least there were. I don't know. <laughs> See, New York is I, different. I, New York changes. Like, uh, you know, my wife and said it. Like, I went to New York before I met her, and New York was felt one. And then I knew New York when I met her. And it felt different. And now if now when we go back, it feels different again. Like New York changes and I don't want to say outgrow it, but it evolves so differently. You know, it really does. 
And so, God bless you for doing it. And you're doing it. You've been on TV yet? <laughs> no, not yet. Come so on. To get on, on there, TV. Danny. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe uh, <laughs> you're telling me I should. Yeah. You just go, you know. I'll, I'll I, just do it. I'll just go on TV. I've seen, fe- I've I've read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and I'm a humorous fuckface, <laughs> and you just get in there. <laughs> And, and you know something? <laughs> Drop this show on the resume. I don't know if you knew this. Right. I was that 100th episode guest on Radio <laughs> Irregardless, a useless little live broadcast out of Salem fucking mess. <laughs> I'm just going to start using the word humorous. I'm going to get business cards <laughs> that say Danny Rathlin, humorous. <laughs> We're going to take our second break. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. Once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, it's at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends. Hi, this is Kenny Ramey, and you can hear me on Radio Irregardless with Mark Scully. I, I'm bad with last names. How do I pronounce your last name again? Galia? Galia. Got it. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scully. And still on the Skype line, humorist. Danny Rathbun. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I got to I got to put your name on uh, on Twitter on uh, on the Mixler chat. Apparently, oh, I good. signed in, but I had to refresh the screen. And then fucking 100 episodes and not a fucking technically perfect show. But you can again stalk Danny on. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's at Danny Rathbun, and he's also mm-hmm. on Facebook. You can like his comedy page, Danny Rathbun, and it's R A T H B U N. Is that German in origin? Uh, Irish. Really? Oh, Rathbun. Yeah. Rathbun. Oh, Brathbun. Yeah. Oh, Danny. I should have got I, a Danny Rothbun right there. Yeah. There you go. The middle name is Clancy. It's it's very, very Irish. Really? <laughs> Shit. Everybody everybody wants to put an extra R in that last name, make it Rathburn. Right. I actually, I had a host one time who uh, uh, I showed up to the show. He's like, he was already just shit-faced, just right starting out. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, what, what, what's your last name again? Was it was it Brown? Like, no, it's 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 Rathbun. He's like, oh god, why can't you have a normal name like like Brown? And then, and then he, he goes up and he introduces me. He's like, this guy is a this is a Danny uh, Brown. <laughs> what a dick! Just did not even try to to get that right. Oh my god. <laughs> The shit that happens to us, people don't even realize. But since you've been in New York for a while, Danny, so would you consider mm. yourself a New Yorker now? I, I think I'm a New Yorker. I think I'm I think I've been here long enough to, to say that. Well, I want to test that. We're gonna play we're gonna play a quick game with you. Only ten questions. This is called Empire State of Mind. See, so here's what we got. 
I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, Danny, and here's what we're going to do. You're going to play directly against the listening audience to see if they can get these quicker than you. Now, you and I are speaking via Skype, so we're mm-hmm. our conversation is almost instantaneous. But, of course, they're listening on a delay. If you get it right, all you got to do is say it. But if they get it right, first they have to listen through the delay and then type a correct answer. So I don't know if they're going to get it. All that. right. So we'll see. I got a head works. start. I so, got an advantage. The listeners are now cracking their knuckles. They're ready to go. Here we go. <laughs> True or false? You think a reasonable price for either a movie ticket or a decent cocktail is like $14. True or false? False. That's way too cheap for a cocktail. <laughs> you know, I don't have any correct answers, so now I have to fucking search. Uh, you said it's false because 14 is too low. And he's right. I'm, Karen believes it's also false, and you are both correct. I will give you both that. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go with the ding. Come on, ding. <laughs> ding. All I right. thought you were just going to say it. I thought that was nice. <laughs> just saying ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> it's only took us. Show's over. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. As a New Yorker, would you say in line instead of online? Yeah. <laughs> Final answer. Is true or false? True. No, no. New Yorkers say waiting online (laughs) instead of in line. So that's one to one. That's the Virginia in me. I was raised (laughs) to say in line. (laughs) Online just just grates my ears. I know. It doesn't doesn't even sound right. Let's go to the next one. You don't avoid eye contact with panhandlers. I totally avoid eye contact. I just, I look down. I just walk straight by. Just don't acknowledge that there's. <laughs> no, true New Yorkers would not avoid eye contact. So that's. No, you just look them right in the you eye. You just look them dead in the eye. <laughs> okay. True. Just kick their, kick their, uh, their kick... cup full of change right over. If they have that on. much. Yeah. <laughs> true or false. You've walked down a street. Lined with restaurants while vehemently complaining that there's nothing to eat. <laughs> That's true. I've definitely done that one. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> true or false? As a New Yorker, finding a film crew in the neighborhood has long since stopped being exciting, and now you're just annoyed. Yeah, that's so obnoxious. <laughs> that is true. That is true as a New Yorker. <laughs> All right. Here we go. True or false? When walking through the city, you adopt a zigzagging route to avoid waiting for the lights to change across the street. Uh, false. I don't pay attention to the lights. I just walk right through. Okay. Wait. <laughs> You're gonna be killed. That's I'm surprised you made it this long. No, New York is zigzag. I even I started doing that. Nobody waits. Where, where are you getting these answers? From? Was it, this was the, the actually there were fifty. We're not gonna go through fifty, but certainly there were fifty things to know that could only be true in New York. What you would do is you wait for the crosswalk. Even if you're on that side of the street, you would cross because you catch the light. All okay, right. New York now, it's just you just totally ignore them, just walk whenever you want. That's fucking crazy. I wouldn't. Yeah. Do. Here we go. True or false? As a New Yorker, you've seen at least one person take a dump in the street. Dump in the street? I don't think I've ever seen that. I've seen I've seen people piss in the street. Well, it's got to be a dump. Uh, I'm gonna say false then. 
That is true. As a New Yorker, which do you prefer, mice or roaches? I wish I wish that there was a choice. <laughs> I wish it <laughs> the better be choice. One or the other. It's not a good choice. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's always both. <laughs> I've never <laughs> I wish it could only be one. Okay. If it's... that sounds wonderful. All right, just like just uh, like Highlander. If there can be only one. Yeah. Which one would if you choose? If there could be only one, I'm gonna go with uh with mice. Oh, Mice, the lesser of two evils. There you go. We yeah. got that one right. Every time you accidentally wander into Times Square, you back away in horror as though you're confronted with the devil himself. Oh, that's totally true. Times Square is the worst. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you know, and I said, oh, Karen, let's go. See, I go, Karen, let's go see Times Square. She goes, no real fucking New Yorker goes to Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> for like the first month i went to I, I lived in new york i thought Times square is so so cool and so amazing and then it just the, the bloom comes off that road very fast <laughs> karen says exactly yes and the last question and then i'll tabulate them all true or false as a new yorker the best place to view the new year's eve ball drop is from your television Absolutely. There's no way I'm going near Times Square on New Year's Eve. That is true. The last time I was in Times Square, I think I went to the WWF restaurant that is now probably like a Outback or something. The, is that the, the World Wildlife Fund or is this a Wrestle? That's a WrestleMania. It's now WWE. But I see, I remember okay. it, was, it was W. It was the World right. Wrestling Federation. And now it's the World, it's world Wrestling Entertainment. Anyway. I was really excited for a moment that there might be a, a pro wrestling themed restaurant. <laughs> there was. It was. It was the WWF oh, it restaurant. Was. Yeah. It was the WWF oh, restaurant. I got I got glasses and a t shirt still from that place. <laughs> that that was in two thousand. Last time it was actually in Times Square, I think it was time it was uh, two thousand. If they still had that, I would I would totally go would, to Times Square. Well, you you're a big wrestling guy. You're a wrestling guy. I'm not, but I, there's something uh, I don't know. There's <laughs> something kind of ironically fun about it. We're gonna have to get another WWE restaurant there. All right, here's what I'm gonna do, Danny. I'm gonna tabulate all these scores, and we're gonna take our third and final break. In the break, we're gonna get to listen to Danny Rathbun's set when he was at the Salem Comedy Spirits Festival at Far From the Tree. And then when we come back from break, I'm gonna ask Danny the three questions I ask of all my guests. Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. How about that one? So you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. I'm a, I'm a semi-vegan. I still eat meat, but I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I, I had an argument with a friend of mine who's, a, who's actually a real vegan. It's really frustrating arguing with vegans because they have way better arguments than we do. Like I was arguing with my friend. He's like, well, you know, veganism, it's better, uh, it's better, it's better for your health. 
No, better feel better, better for the environment. You're <laughs> walking around there, you're eating meat, you're, 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 you're killing things that have become less cruel. It's cruel, it's cruel, it's for health, it's for some way. We get it! For me to do it! That's my trump card right there. That's, that's the best. At 27, my argument for eating meat is just word for word my argument for eating crayons. It's good! I, I want I'm gonna burn my mouth! Just more, more and more I'm realizing about my diet. Like, I'm only okay. I'm only okay with my diet just as long as I pretend I don't know what I'm doing. As soon as I get any kind of thought, just, oh my god, I'm a monster. I'm just killing things. Just off my god. I just gotta, that's why we have all the alternate names for meats. So we gotta be like, no, I don't eat cows. How many cows? Cows are gentle, innocent, beautiful How many cows? I eat beef. I beef. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. I don't eat pigs. Pigs are smart. Pigs are smarter than dogs. I don't eat I eat pork. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. I don't eat just tubes of garbage. I eat hot dogs. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. I just gotta lie all the time. Just lie, 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 lie. That's the only way to feel okay about the things I put in my body. I just gotta, just all the time, just be like, no, it's fine. No, no, baloney's, baloney's vegan. That's not an animal. Have you ever seen a wild baloney? There's no Indians out there like before the white man came to this country and the plains were covered in wild baloney. My people used every part of the baloney. Especially that round circular bit. <laughs> I had this, I had this moment a couple years ago. I was in, uh, I was in Vietnam, and I, I had this moment where it just hit with like the hypocrisy of the way I look at me. I was, I was in Vietnam. I was out with these friends who were Vietnamese. They wanted to go to a restaurant that served dog. I went, no, that's, that's real. No, we can't do that. That's terrible. That's terrible. I'm like, no, what's, what's the problem? Dogs and animals. You animals. Why can't you dog? I'm like, no, that's that's not how that works. That's not how that. No, look. The only animals that's okay are cows and pigs and chickens. <laughs> Turkeys. <laughs> Ducks. Geese. Quail. Buffalo. Bison. Elk. Moose. Reindeer. reindeer. Fish. Sharks. Crabs. Lobsters. Snails. <laughs> clams. Crawfish. Uh, shrimp. But that don't You're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. That was just a sampling of Danny Rathbun and his theory on eating certain animals, which actually turns out to be almost eating all the animals. In the <laughs> That's so fucking funny, man. I, I don't know which I like more, the, 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 the part about the wild baloney or the, just the hypocrisy of going, oh, yeah, we eat everything except dog. Right. <laughs> it is just weird, just the... just 
almost every animal we're willing to eat. And there's like a few exceptions. Like, no, that's horrible. How could you possibly think of eating that one animal? The only animals that's okay to eat are just every other one. Yeah. It's true. Like, what's the strangest animal you've ever eaten? Did you eat dog when you were in Vietnam? I Did- didn't. I ate, uh, I ate a sparrow. Oh, sparrow. That's, yeah. I ate, uh, I ate a live octopus once. A live one? Or like the, uh, oh, the, yeah. they just cut off the tentacles, so it was like still wiggling around oh, as yeah. you eat it. How was that? It was uh, it was okay. didn't have a lot of flavor. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. So I wouldn't eat one again because it didn't taste good. Yeah. One of those things is kind of cool to have, have done one time. <laughs> See, I've seen those things they're where they go to Japanese restaurants bad. and they have all these, you know, the octopus is just twiddling. And they take it and they just eat the whole fucking thing, like swallow it. And I'm like, oh, God, that's... I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't. And I mean, I grew up in an Italian household, so we ate some weird shit, you know, but mm-hmm. fuck, I don't, I don't know, but I've had squirrel. I've eaten a squirrel. Where'd you eat squirrel? <laughs> Cause Did you grow up in like, like no. Appalachia? No, no. We 1830s. were 1830s. <laughs> fucking, I get squirrels living in my fucking house. If I, I kill, I'm going to eat those motherfuckers. I'll tell you that. <laughs> But no, I, I was like, I don't know, I was like 16, 17, and, and uh, somebody, shot a, somebody shot a squirrel, and I go, what are you doing? And they go, it's a pest. And I go, we're in the fucking woods. It's his house. we <laughs> <laughs> the pest in this situation. Yeah, so then he goes, well, we'll clean it and eat it. And I was like, eat it? Because, you know, to me, it's a rat. <laughs> but we, I had a little piece of it, and it, it wasn't bad, actually. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't bad. Like I don't know if I could eat dog though. I'm too. I don't know. Yeah, I, pro- I, I don't know. I uh, <clears throat> I'm kind of intellectually I'm okay with the idea, and I thought about trying it, but I, I just couldn't couldn't quite get past that emotionally. Well, you know, everyone's like, well, dogs are intelligent. Well, fucking pigs are twice as smart as dogs. <laughs> yeah, and, and pigs, octopus are intelligent. I mean, yeah, octopus. They fucking they taste good though. <laughs> yeah, I always say this, and I'm like, if a pig tastes that good. I wonder how good a person might taste. <laughs> Just, you, know. Well, you know what they call uh, what they call human meat? They call it a long pig. Yes. <laughs> See, because you're the humorist. There we go. Oh, speaking of humorists, <laughs> I tabulated all the scores, and you got okay. six right and four wrong. So that means so you. What does that, mean? that means Do I get citizenship. <laughs> That means you won the game, which means you get the special winning song. Watch it! <laughs> you did it. You win. Perfect. So, Danny, before I let you go, and I'll tell you, man, thank you so much for being a part of this show and, and bringing yeah, not only part of this show, but, of course, the Salem Comedy Spirits Festival. Uh, but before I let you go, a couple things I want to know is please tell us about your first time on stage, your best time on stage, and your worst time on stage. And please do it in that order because the worst story is probably the funniest story. So if you wouldn't mind. Can I uh, can I switch up the, the, the worst and best? Because my, my best time, I think, is... It kind of relates to the the worst one, and the worst is the funniest, oh. but the the best one. The show, uh, the show is, is yours. Sir. Shortly after, the show okay. is yours, my friend. Uh, first time I had uh, before I did stand up, I used to to write uh, zines, like like kind of homemade magazines. Okay. And, uh, 
that's that's sort of how I got in, got into it. And um, I do like performances of, of that. I do readings and stuff. And uh, a guy told me a, a guy I, I met was doing stand up, and so uh, he he convinced me to. I, I was going to just go up and read from the, the zines like I, I've been doing. He convinced me I should actually write something, and uh, uh, it was it was not a good set. It was a it was an ambitious set. <laughs> Uh, which I think is nobody's first set is, is that good. I think ambitious is is about yeah. The there's best a lot of bumps for. in the first set. Yeah, I get it. Um, and uh, it was the it had kind of a unifying. It was five minutes of kind of it was all in one vein. The idea was that uh, I, I was talking about how the the envelope of stand up comedies the, the envelopes have been pushed too far, and now that there's I can say anything I want, and no one's going to be offended by this. And so it just kind of was me like trying to keep heightening it and heightening it and saying increasingly offensive things and be like, see, see, you should all, you should have stormed out by now. You should have, <laughs> I was talking about like necrophilia and stuff. I was saying like, if you had any decency, you would have just stormed out and just barred the doors and set this building on fire and locked me inside. And, uh, um, so that was my, my first set. Um, the, the worst set I ever did, uh, I had this, uh, before I became a humorist, I, I, I used to work much dirtier than, really? than I do now. You don't strike yeah, me yeah, as yeah. that. No, you seem like this really nice, funny, interesting act, not this well, filthy mouth that, that, like me. Yeah, well, that, that kind of came came about because of, uh, because of this set. Um, <laughs> early, really early on, I had, uh, I had a bit about this uh this old man just having sex with his wife's tracheotomy scar <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i i had five minutes of that and then i went to um i went to I, I got booked at this club in in virginia and uh the, the the host had he'd already seen me do this bit but then i went up and i did it and i as i'm doing this i look out at the audience i realize that the average age in this crowd is like somewhere around 75. <laughs> and, and so they, they do not, they do not enjoy this bit. And, uh, I, I'm, but I'm so new to it. I don't have any other material I can go to. It's no just go I to. Like one yeah. set. Yeah. So I just have to power through this and then I get to the end of the, the trach fucking bit. And, uh, I, I say like, so, I've got all this uh, like pro-choice material. I'm like, so who who here is uh, who here is pro-choice? Who's just dead silence? I'm like, seriously, no one, not one person here, and just silence. I'm like, well, you guys are gonna hate the next five minutes then. <laughs> and I just do five minutes about how abortions are great. Oh, and um, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and uh and i got i got banned from that club after that you think <laughs> yeah even though he the the, the, oh. the host had, had seen me do that but he he just kind of had to pretend that he'd never seen me and pretend he was disgusted oh by my this. god that's funny and um <laughs> he wrote this long letter uh, this like public letter saying how uh 
this comedian is never welcome back, even as an audience member. And uh, if you can't go three minutes without saying something disgusting, then you you'll never make it in comedy and all this. Oh. Um, not even as an audience the- member. That's the funniest part. <laughs> You're not even allowed to walk in. This I've club. never been back. I've, that was like three and a half years ago. I've never been back to that oh, club. Oh fuck! And uh, <laughs> and then my my best set was uh, kind of uh, I. Right after that, I, I started doing a, a long bit just talking about the whole experience of getting banned. And I went up and I, I would read that letter that he wrote on stage. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I just talked about like the idea, he, his claim that um, if you can't go three minutes without saying something disgusting. So I said, OK, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get somebody in the audience to uh, to chime in. I had somebody timing. I went three minutes of just telling like the blandest, most uninteresting <laughs> jokes and just kind of that mixed with um, just kind of freaking out over like, oh my God, I can't do this. Oh my God, <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> and just, just, uh, and this is the shittiest club that he would like throw his weight around and be like, you're, you're not allowed to drive back drive an hour and a half from your home to perform in this club in the back of a bowling alley for no money. (laughs) And, uh, and so I did this whole bit, this 10 minutes about, uh, telling the whole story of that. And, uh, and, and then I, I told the whole, the original bit about the, the trade fucking thing. And that was actually the the first time my mom ever saw me. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. She saw you when you explained the bit, or she saw you when you were at the club originally. She saw me when I explained the bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that was that. Oh, that's the, the time that she saw funny. me. I explained the bit, and then I I went through the and, whole. Then bit you went through and, the bit anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! And that was it, it worked so well, and it was. Uh, uh, and as disgusting as it was, she was totally okay with it. She was just beaming when I came off the stage. Oh. I made a big deal of the fact that, like midway through this disgusting bit, I, I pointed out that my mom was in the audience and I waved everyone, mom, and she loved that. And uh, I think that might have been the best best set I think I've oh. ever done. See, that's nice. That's that's nice. See, my dad was at my very first time I was ever on stage, so it's it's very special when your parents are in the audience, especially like my Definitely. dad. You know, yeah. so. your first time—that's brave. I I didn't tell my parents I was doing it. I've been doing it for months. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I had a decent time. I mean, it was I was yeah. nervous as shit. Oh my god, was I nervous? Did he like it? Did it? Oh, my dad. Yeah. Like Matter of fact, the uh, the host says uh, he goes, "Hey, your son, first time on stage. What'd you think?" The whole room's quiet, and then my dad just goes, <laughs> "Just it was, it was great. It was my dad, you know, and I'm, you know, it was fucking, it was, you know." But yeah, when you get that approval, you still want approval. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was absolutely. I was like twenty two, so I was like, "Yeah, I get that approval." So. Right, but Danny, that's, that fucking that's story is reason. great. And do you still do the bit? Do you do either of the bits still on stage? Uh, I haven't in a, in a long time. I, I bring it out on special occasions. If I have you back up, you got to do that. <laughs> you got to do that. Okay. Can I do the the story of the bit? Can I do you, the long? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the do the whole thing. Just don't do okay. the regular thing. 
<laughs> at some point, David, I'd love to fucking see it, man. That'd be hysterical. <laughs> oh, oh I'll do God. it. If you have me back next year, I'll definitely do it. Oh, yeah. I've already gotten a lot of requests about doing next year, and people are like, what are the dates? And I'm like, oh, shit. I got to choose dates. It's a year away. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Danny, it was so great to have you up here. Now that before I let you go, what do you got coming up for uh, for yourself in New York or anywhere around road work or stuff like that? What do you got? Uh, the next next big thing I've got, uh, one week from tonight, I'm going to be uh, uh, running a show at Eastville Comedy Club. That's uh, Eastville Comedy Club at 8.30 in the, in the East Village. Nice. Um, other than that, just uh, follow me on Twitter, friend me on Facebook, or like my fan page. Yeah, do all three. Free stock them. Yeah. yeah. He's in New York. You can't fucking scare him. <laughs> <laughs> Please. If you're stalking- very lonely. <laughs> His girlfriend's not around yet, and he's in a city yeah. of about 9 million people, and at least 80% yeah. of them are women, and at least 80% of the, <laughs> of the 80 women, at least... 40% of the 80% are fucking hot and there's like 20 that are like super fucking hot and you're a fucking you're in your 20 fucking what's wrong with you Danny can I live through you please <laughs> but Danny man it's been great having you on thank you for helping me celebrate my 100th show and I know when I come to New York I'll, I'll look you up again and uh, go stalk him stalk him everybody Danny thanks so much for being yeah. part of the show thanks for having me alright take care my friend you too alright bye bye Danny Rathbun, everybody. Danny Rathbun. Oh, my God. Fucking funny. Oh, guys, it's been a fun show, the 100th show, and I couldn't have done it all without you guys. Thank you guys so much. Let me tell you where I'm going to be over this weekend. Friday night, February 17th, I will be up in Portland, Maine, telling some jokes at the Spare Time Portland and City Sports Grill. So if you're in the Portland area and you want to come by, I would love to see you up there. And guys, it's been a fun show. And as always, if you want to be a sponsor, a guest, or just leave a comment, you can email the show at radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can also call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, February 24th, we're going to have Kyle Daly, uh, another comic from the Salem Comedy Experience Festival. And guys, it's been 100 shows I hope to do another hundred at least with you. I hope you keep supporting the show, and I'll see you all next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening.